0: Finnovate showcases cutting edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Finnovate podcast. Joining me today, we have John Lunney, the founder and CEO of Vestmark. John, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Oh, well, thanks, Greg. It's uh, happy to be here.
0: Excellent. So, to kick things off, why don't you give us just a little bit of a background on yourself and VestMark? I know it's a, there's a couple of stories that we'll get to in a minute, but I think having some background information will be pretty helpful for everybody.
1: Oh no, yeah, great. Thanks. You know, VestMark, it's a you know financial services you know technology platform. Uh, it's you know we you know help you know financial advisors and financial institutions you know with their you know clients' financial well being with a a SaaS platform that's primarily accounting and trading. And there's other stuff around that, but it is a trading platform and uh, mostly serving, um, you know, packaged products that that advisors sell to their clients and that, you know, investment managers need to manage and trade on their platform. And for us, it's really about bringing customized portfolios to each individual investor. And, you know, our, our platform enables, you know, our firms to, to construct those strategies and uh, investment models, but also with the restrictions from the client and the preferences from the client, we can uh, basically build, you know, customized separate accounts on the fly, and ultimately, you know, bring several separate accounts into one single account called a, a unified managed account. So it's a it's a massive, you know, strategic platform for clients like you know UBS, uh, Charles Schwab, Ameriprise. These and I can go on. It's just a a very premier list of financial firms that everyone's heard of, but I'm sure no one's heard of Vestmark, just the, the system behind the name, pretty much.
0: Right. Well, I think that's, that's FinTech in a nutshell, right? It's something where you know you see technology that works, you see a brand name attached to it, you don't always know who's supplying that technology. It's one of the, the blessings and curses of the space that we're in. Now, obviously, one of the crucial pieces here, if we're looking at creating kind of personalized accounts, personalized products and things like that, obviously, a lot depends on the data that you collect, being able to use that data um, intelligently and effectively, and I think you know, there's there's an interesting story here that uh, we were talking about before, and that, that kind of gets to the heart of this. Um, and and I mean, without getting too far into it, it's called the rotten banana story. Let's well, what's the rotten banana story, John?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it, it goes back to our, our lineage here. Uh, uh, like my co-founder, you know, Dave Blunder and I go back to MIT. And uh, you know, Dave particularly had a penchant for um, you know self-learning systems or artificial intelligence. Today, it's you know it's machine learning. Uh, we were doing that back in the '90s before anyone else. But we had built a, a, a predictive engine and uh, and applied it towards a, a problem that Walmart had, where the, you know the suppliers to Walmart would stock the distribution centers themselves, and so of course if if one bunch of bananas was left open on a shelf, the supplier immediately replaced it. And because you know there's no there's no management of that other than letting the supplier push it. So there sure. was you know you know Walmart was throwing out millions and millions of dollars of produce every week. and and so we came in to solve the problem of forecasting the demand for the produce and uh, to avoid throwing out the rotten bananas um, as it were. So that's yeah that's that, that was one of our first major projects um, working with a very large enterprise. Um, and delivering on a value proposition.
0: So. Yeah, and it's a really interesting one because I think it's so easy to understand, what, you know, the scope of that problem. When you think about a company the size of Walmart, you think about the number of bananas that must be yes. coming through those doors, <laughs> and you can just imagine your know, truckloads of bananas being wasted without this without this being optimized. And so, I think that's a really interesting one. Now, obviously, we'll we'll talk about kind of applying it towards fintech here in a minute, but I think the other piece that um, I thought was interesting with some of your, you know, the, the pieces around the early days of your work uh, with Amazon and your meetings with Jeff Bezos. Again, this is kind of going back a, a decent amount of time at this point. But can you talk about that side of it as well? Because I think you start to see, you know, how this kind of data collection and optimization is playing a role here, even, you know, 15 or 20 years ago. And then, of course, we'll turn and look into uh, the more recent past and into the future as well.
1: Yeah, and and the, you know, go back on the data part. I mean, you know, the reams of data at the time. You know, Walmart had twenty terabytes of data, and everyone thought that was just an enormous amount of data at the time. Of course, it's really a drop in the bucket now. Yeah. But you know, the data enables you to you know to define the patterns in the past so you can predict the future, and that's what we were doing again with the, the rotten bananas. I mean, but I, you know, the, the tie into Amazon was that Rick Dalzell was the CIO of Walmart, and he got the CIO job at at Amazon. And so he knew us, liked us. And um, in fact, if you read Amazon, you know, the Amazon books, they'll mention Rick Belzell as one of the you know, early chieftains there. But, uh, you know, Rick brought us in. And, um, you know, the, then the problem became looking at clickstream data and predicting, you know, the user's you know, behavior. Like, are they going to, you know, which products should we push on the website, on the Amazon website? And um so we're doing a lot of that analysis for you know both for Amazon and for other companies, but that invited us a chance to talk to uh, meet with Jeff Bezos, which is kind of cool. It was back probably around uh, probably 1999, and um, up in Seattle where where you are, Greg now. And um, you know, again, it's what he you know famously quoted to us, you know, I, I don't have one store for 10 million people; I have 10 million stores, one for each person. And it's just a great quote, and um, and it's just something that. I mean, maybe not coincidentally, but probably through what we're doing here at Vestmark—you know, providing a customized portfolio for each individual investor—versus um, just selling the next index to anybody. You know, we can we can take the investment model, the index, or whatever it is, and customize it for each for each you know individual investor because uh, everyone's needs are different. Everyone has a different you know cost basis or tax tax situation and um, and different preferences too. And uh, but yeah, it was a it was it was really you know obviously a pleasure to meet, you know, Jeff Bezos back then, but of course now 20 years later, I mean, he's he's, you know, he's
0: Jeff Bezos. I I like the implication, you know, it was a pleasure to meet him back then. Maybe, maybe not as much now. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. Neither of us, I suppose. I certainly haven't met him. I'm in the same town, I guess, nominally, but not uh, that it matters for anything, but I think, you know, so, so now if you look at where we're at in the fintech ecosystem right now, I think there's a lot of attention being paid to to this idea that um, personalization is extremely important, right? Every individual wants to be treated like an individual as we move away from customers engaging with their financial institutions on, you know, I'm going in, I have my specific banker at my specific bank branch who knows me and understands me. We're moving away from that model. We have obviously a lot of tech solutions, but we still want to feel that. We still want to feel like our bank understands us, that we're understood as individuals. And so I think this is one of those areas where you know, you look at the amount of data that's available now, you know, to your earlier point, two terabits, obviously a drop in the bucket of of what we can do. And so I think one of the interesting pieces is how fintech innovators should be thinking about this right now, because it's it's almost getting to the point where you have to have this kind of personalized solution in order to be successful. What's your advice for designing systems as an innovator in this market, obviously, and, and we'll kind of take it from the standpoint of an innovator who hopes to sell to enterprise. Enterprise clients, enterprise customers, what are some of the big pieces that they really need to be thinking about right now in order to be successful here?
1: Yeah, well, there's, uh, I mean, the, um, I can go on and on about the personalization part for sure. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's without a doubt, it's the reason Bestmark is the absolute leader in in personalized investment management in the industry. But the advice is, you know, there's just so much data out there. I mean, it's a you have to collect it all. You have to look at it all. Um, you may not be able to do anything with it on day one, but you just have to start on day one collecting it. I mean, every 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 bit has to be micro timestamped. You just don't know when you're going to need it, you know, even five or 10 years later. And, uh, you know, data storage is so cheap. Do not worry about that. And, you know, you have to be careful a little bit with the, you know, collecting the data and uh, and, and slowly, too much data can split on your system too. But I mean, there's ways to offload that archive and come back and look at it again. Because, um, but you need to capture as much as you can, whatever problem you're trying to solve. And and I and I find that our clients, um, you know, demand you know that level of transparency too. I mean, again, our clients are fairly large, (laughs) fairly large banks and investment you know firms. But. every user function gets analyzed, and you know, we look at it all the time to make sure that there's nothing taking too long to, to respond to. I, I mean, go on. it's just an amazing amount of data that we have to collect. And, and sometimes even simple log files, I mean, part of the problem with collecting the data is it takes compute resources to to store the data. You know, a database is not exactly a very fast storage mechanism. It's, it's a transaction, it's very expensive, but even just dumping stuff to log files, and now there's tools that are just phenomenal tools, like Splunk, which let you analyze, like you know, just text log files and search queries and generate alerts just from the log files across, you know, hundreds of systems. some, some of these tools are just so much more sophisticated than we had 10 years ago. But you know, it's just you know, it's data everywhere. It's business data that you could probably look at and monetize later for your business, and it's also system level data. To help you understand your system resources and how you can make your application better and faster and 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 actually provide some of that data back to your clients that are probably going to demand it in the form of a SLA or whatever it is. So.
0: Well, and I think one of the things to be really clear on here is like when you talk about, you know, tracking everything, you you really mean everything, you know, every user action, every system element, not only, you know, how users are using the solution and user data, but also how your system is responding to those user workflows. I think there's no piece of data that's too small here to potentially become useful at some point down the road. And so you know, designing it from the outset and and, to your point from day one, making sure you're collecting as much data as you can, will give you that best opportunity to continue to grow and evolve Um, And obviously, you know, uh, be able to track everything and report on everything. But then there's also this other element, which is it'll help you to continue to re-engineer components of your system that need to be updated depending on the data that you collect. Can you talk a little bit about that side of it? Because I think innovators in particular, you know, young companies have this opportunity, this flexibility to be able to make quick pivots, to be able to make adjustments. And it's difficult, I think, for a lot of them to understand, you know, when is the right time to to pull the trigger on a pivot or an adjustment can you talk through that dynamic a little bit more in terms of you know the data that you need to collect but also how you then apply it towards your own company's strategy and, and what are some of the key things to look out for
1: yeah no it's a it's, it's um you know certainly most of our users are financial advisors um, a lot of our you know investment managers too but the financial advisors in particular is a user group um you know these are people that you know, are more relationship type people. They're not, you know, they, they use the system and they want to use the system to make a trade or update, you know, preference a client preference. They just want it to work. But, you know, you know, when you have 8,000 advisors from, you know, from Ameriprise and 15,000 advisors from LPL, it's a lot of people. <laughs> so using the product in very different ways that you didn't even imagine. So sometimes an issue comes up and you're like, well, why are they doing it that way? It, but there are, I just keep saying there's there's tools like you know, like Splunk with the log files, but you know, there's another you know set of tools that are just the tools are just so much better for development these days, but one of them is called App Dynamics, which actually attaches to your code and runtime, and it tells you every 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 object or method you've called. And so you can track all of that and see which ones are taking longer than the other ones, or if there's a you know, one part of the system that's blocking another part of the system, which is a classic issue. So the tools are just so much, I mean, if I had them when I was doing this 20 years ago, it would have been so much easier. But, uh, but I guess the good news is, even if you didn't design, you're inheriting a system that was built even 10 years ago. There are still tools that can help you with what you've got today. I mean, just by looking at the log files, you know, post-mortem or, you know, just by, again, this. You know, it, it's called bytecode infusion, like it really inserts itself into your runtime executable. So the tools are so much better. You don't have to like log everything. You just have to be aware of these things and, you know, and, and research them and employ them early. Really.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I think one of the things that we see, you know, obviously having those tools is really useful. Um, But it does raise the bar, right? It kind of eliminates the excuses, the ability to say, well, I I didn't have time to do that. Well, actually, no, you do have time. There are these tools out there that can help (laughs) you do it. And I think that's one of those really difficult things. Like, is it helpful? Yes, it's helpful, but it does apply a little bit of pressure. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, I think everybody in the space needs to be aware of right now that there are ways to do this, even if it's not your core competency. It's not, you know, how you built the company, but there are still ways that you can capture this information. And I think it's imperative for everybody to, to go out and capture it because you never know what's going to be the the piece where where, you know where it's going to break later on you never know which is the supply chain until you've got that truck full of rotten bananas you don't know exactly where the problem is going to be right so um,
1: well yeah exactly so you, you want to grow you want to grow fast and you're going to make mistakes and it's not going to be very efficient but then you want to come back around in the next wave and you know you want to Uh, you know, start looking at the bottom line instead of the top line a little bit. And you want to make things a little bit faster as you scale your solution. I mean, you know, you have to scale these solutions to hundreds of thousands of users. And depending on your application, it could, they could be using it in a way you didn't design it to be used. And I think we find that a lot at Vestmark. I mean, the financial space is very complex. So even though we've, We've got all these enterprise clients, the next, even the next new one, still, still, you know, need some, you know, some new code to serve their own particular workflow. It's, it's very specific. Anyway, it's, there's just a range there of usability that um, you have to just keep on top of.
0: Totally, totally. Well, um, I'm afraid that takes us to the end of our time here today. But it's been a real pleasure chatting with you, John. And I think there's been some really useful takeaways for our listeners here. Certainly, hope so. At any rate, um, again, uh, John Lunny, founder and CEO of Vestmark. Check them out to get a better idea of what they do. And and if you're not already, now's the time to start collecting data. Seriously, don't delay. Do it now, right now. As soon as we get a, as soon as you stop listening to this episode, you'll be you'll be <laughs> happy that you did. Thanks again, John. Really appreciate it.
1: All right. Thank you, Greg. Appreciate it, too.